Good morning, heart and soul. Welcome to our Sunday celebration service. Today is Sunday, August 15th. My name is Sonia Russell. I am a licensed practitioner and proud founding member here at Heart and Soul, and it is my great pleasure to welcome you this morning. I'm here to let you know how you can be engaged at Heart and Soul and let you know the immediate calls to action or anything that we feel like you need to know about that's coming up. Following our opportunities for engagement will lead into our devotional time, and then following our devotional time, we will lead into our Sunday celebration. I want to encourage you to visit our website, heartsoulcenter.org. You can find all of the information about how to be engaged, including our Monday book study, Around the World with Emmett Fox. You can find out about how to have access to prayer, how to get to our podcast. All of those things are available to you. And we want to let you know that you can give at any time by visiting our website. We will have a an opportunity to give together in community uh, during service, but you can give anytime by visiting heartsoulcenter.org slash give. I wanna make sure you know, family, that summer school is underway, so, and it's not too late, so get in there, sign up, make sure you come and be with us. heartsoulcenter.org slash summerschool2021 is how you sign up for that. And I'm excited to let you know that we're offering a new class this fall, a brand new class as part of Centers for Spiritual Living, being taught by our own beloved Reverend Dr. Andriette Earl. The class is entitled Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life. You know that's how we get down around here, family. Five Thursdays, September 23rd to October 21st. The class is from 6.15 p.m. to 8.45 p.m. Pacific time. And it is $145 tuition, $45 of that is a non-refundable registration fee. But we are excited to make sure you know about this class, be a part of this class. Um, everything you need to know about this class is that you should be there. So <laughs> there are, this is a foundational level class. And so you are able to, you don't have to have any prerequisites for this class. And there is no required textbook for this class. So make sure you sign up by visiting heartsoulcenter.org slash change 2021. So good morning, Heart and Soul Center of Light. We continue on this amazing adventure in faith where we are called upon in every way, shape, and form to rise up. To rise up in our own awareness, in an expanded awareness, to rise up in our, our belief systems, the degree to which we trust, the degree to which we trust ourselves, the degree to which we trust others, the degree to which we trust life, the degree to which we trust the divine, and in all of that, can I just say to y'all and to me this morning, trust the process. That doesn't mean like the process. That doesn't even mean understand the process. It simply means trust, to know that truth. See, we want to begin in a place of, well, I was, I was inclined to say shared understanding, but not necessarily. But you, each individual wants to begin this, this point of the journey. The journey has been going on for eternity, for all of life, since, you know, there's no point at which any of us can discern that life began at that point. 
So we're simply acknowledging that this adventure in faith has been going on for a long, long time, and it will continue to unfold in and through each of us according to, really defined by, designed by our belief systems. What we believe is so and how we interact, how we, how we live out our beliefs. And we do. There is, I know we seem to operate as if we think our beliefs are secret. You know, like I have a belief and don't nobody know I believe this? Well, that's only if they're deaf, dumb, blind, and not present. And, and that's not, I mean no offense to anyone who has that as uh, their, their own special life experience. What I mean is in the sense of awareness, blindness like we've been talking about for the past few weeks, which was not a physical condition that I was speaking of. It was a spiritual condition of unwillingness to be aware of what's going on. And so that would be an unwillingness to be aware and hear what's going on and feel and sense what's really happening. I'm calling us on this adventure in faith into a heightened awareness of what it is, of what time it is on your planet, not just on the planet as we know it, as the pundits are making us aware, but on your individual planet, which is related. Because there's no way that the planet, as we talk about the world and these United States, it is also some of that that we see outpictured is happening in us. It's happening in us. So this is a call to rise up in awareness, in our individual and in our collective awareness. So I wanted to, I want to begin some might say at the beginning, so René Descartes, uh, who is a French philosopher, um, says, said, I think, or at least what he said is, cogito ergo sum, which translated by most, translates to, I think, therefore, I am. And he felt like that was an absolute statement, that that is, there's no way to refute that that if you think you are. And then we can also shift that in a way to say that our understanding expands beyond that so that we are comfortable saying, I am, therefore I think. So look, you know that uh, in about a month we're offering a class, change your thinking, change your life. This is, I'm lining this up for us because if you are, use thinking. And you are, and so what I know, because you are, you are thinking. And I know how life gets to be the way it is, is that we think it into expression. So if you have places and experiences in your life where you are wanting to shift it, very often in the human experience, we do it as if, Imagine that in the mirror you've decided, I don't want my hair like that. But you decide that you're going to refix it, reposition it, comb it in a different style in the mirror rather than on your head. So very often 
our response to what we want to change is we want to change the effect of it. We don't want it to look like that. We don't want it to feel like that. We don't want it to seem like that. But we are reluctant to change in a causal way. We are reluctant to change what we think. You see, I think, therefore, I am the way I am because I didn't thunk it that way long enough that it has now congealed into an expression and experience of my being. Does that make sense? I'm, lay, I'm trying to lay a little track here so that as we begin to move in this, I saw a quote recently that's attributed to Werner Herzog, who is a uh, German film director. And uh, it says, and they have it on the screen for you now, Dear America, you are waking up, as Germany once did, to the awareness that one-third of your people would kill another third of your people while the last third observes the process, is present to it. It's chilling. And I wish it were fictional. I mean, I wish we could just like laugh out loud because that's not related to he's silly. Except that it, my blood is chilled because America, well, the history is not like flat, but included in this amazing history of these United States. There's, see, there, I say amazing, there's no place else that has a history like ours. This morning, though, it's important for me to highlight that a huge part of our history is exactly this. Exactly this. Those of us who were protesting against the Vietnam War, many of us came to realize that the fact that it was our first televised war is what brought it to conclusion in, in, in some part, to some degree, because America doesn't really have a stomach for a broadcast of what we see on the street. We can see it, but when it's broadcast, and we see it, I guess, in the big screen, on our television at home or larger in the theater, it, it does what this quote is doing for me. We're very uncomfortable with the outpicturing of our beliefs and practices. Ooh, I have to pause because I just said something. We, our discomfort is less in the atrocity Our discomfort has much more to do with that I don't want to see that. That I don't want to be recorded being me. You know, I'll do that. I'll say that. I'll call names. And if this is your first time seeing me, that's not who I am. No, I'm just I'm taking responsibility as humans must do for humans for the human experience. So I'm saying that, you know, I'll call names, I'll look askance, I'll be prejudiced, I'll be racist, but I don't want nobody seeing me do that. I only want to do that in private company where, where we've all agreed that the N-word is just a word we use on the regular. 
But I don't want that recorded. I don't want the people where I work to know that that's what I do on the weekends. You know, it's odd the way that thoughts come to me, but this one is like blowing up in my head. I saw, I saw just recently a, an image. You know, we, there, there's, there's so much in the, um, in the social media space, in the news space, on the street, in the grocery stores, in the restaurants, everywhere, this dichotomy about to mask or not to mask. And all of the reasons, people, and the way that we stand often just way too firmly about somebody else's, whatever's happening in that moment. You know, you got a mask on, I want you to take it off. You don't have a mask on, I need you to put it on. All of that. And the image I saw was someone, an image of a human in a Ku, a Ku Klux Klan hood, and the caption was, you managed to breathe in that. Sometimes our history is just chilling for me because we almost have to suspend our wisdom. Not almost, we do. In, in order to act as if any of this makes sense, we have to suspend our intelligence. We have to suspend our logic. We have, to we have to act like we don't know and can't figure out that this one is not like the others. I, mm. So look, Ernest Holmes says, Never limit your view of life by any past experience. So it's important, I believe, to know our history, to understand it in all of its sorted ways, to understand that it's a, living together is a messy business. Even homogeneously, it's messy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because <laughs> you, you likely, in your family of origin, you all relate it. I'm just saying. And yet, no doubt, there's some stuff. So then we just multiply that out, and we, we end up at a point where we other people. They're not like me. They're not like us. And so we treat them different. We, there's something else about them. There's all of that. So Ernest Holmes is saying that the possibility of life is inherent within the capacity to imagine what life is. This is why we, we got to stay sharp. We got to keep our, we, on this adventure in faith, we got to stay sharp and aware and thinking. We have to take the classes and do the crossword puzzles and the, the, what's the scrabble and whatever it takes to keep the brain sharp because you need it. You need a functioning mind so that you can, it's this notion of the capacity to imagine what is life, what is happening here. I'm, I'm laying some track here, y'all. I need you to keep up. That, that, that Ernest Holmes goes on to say, backed by the power to produce this imagery of divine imagination. See, we're always engaging it. Are we engaging it to terrify ourselves? Or are we engaging it as, 
as a new opportunity, a new way of being, as, as a way to imagine a world. Well, Centers for Spiritual Living has put it very clearly in their vision statement, a world that works for all. This is aspirational. But somebody has to aspire beyond the status quo because we bend on head a world that doesn't work for everybody. And so somebody is taking responsibility for honing a vision that is beyond the status quo. They're like 18 talks that just tried to blow up in my head at the same time. I'm going to try to stay focused. I'm going to go to Philippians 2 and 5. And when they put this on the screen, I have two versions. Not that either of them are, you know, the one. Uh, because y'all already know the translator is traitor. You know, the translator is translating so that it comes out the way the translator needs it to come out. Don't be fooled. Don't be foolish about this. However it is, somebody decided, nah, we're going to leave that word out. I'm not comfortable with that word. Let's change it. But that doesn't mean this. it don't matter because we're not doing it that way. So I don't know. You know, I wasn't there at the meetings, but I do know there were meetings where the decision was made what it would say and what part of it would even be published, meaning accessible to the average person. Because, you know, right now we just go online and get all uh, as many versions of the Bible as you're interested in reading. But when this thing first started, it was really quite exclusive. Only certain people had access to this word intentionally. So somebody could say, it wasn't even intended for you to see it. But just in case you did, it was encoded in a way such that if you happen to see it and then read it and nerve enough to understand it, it was encoded in a way where you would draw a different conclusion than what was really intended. Oh, we got work to do on our adventure in faith. We're going to have to up-level our game. So in Philippians 2 and 5, there's this idea of let the, often we have heard it more King James Version, let this mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. It's the way that many of us learned it, heard it a hundred million jillion years ago. In the American Standard Version, which it seems to be the one most frequently uh, quoted by Ernest Holmes, it says, have this mind in you. Have this one. Of all the minds you're going you gonna to have, have the one that was also in Christ Jesus. In the Peshitta, which is, is also like Aramaic translated to English for those who don't speak it or read Aramaic, it says, and reason in your souls. Work it out in you. That this also, Yeshua, the Messiah, work it out in you that there was a man who did it 
a certain way. Work it out in you that that's available for you. Does that make sense? Ooh-wee. Um, this idea here is to, you're being encouraged to exercise your mind, to, to shift how you think, to shift how you think, um, change your thinking, change your life. Can, can you see how that lines up there? You're being invited to, to think in a different way, to, in fact, um, ooh, sometimes, you know, when, when I was a kid, it seemed that those who were teaching Sunday school and vacation Bible school, it seemed that the message was that the master teacher, Yeshua, that the world ulti ultimately came to call Jesus, was nice. N-I-C-E, -E, nice. He was just a nice guy. And if you're going to be Christian, you want to be nice too. Now, some of us, in our maturation process, we began to discern very often that nice translates to nice and phony. You know, that nice is not like a real place to stand in terms of character. So there is way more here that this is saying, this is talking about how we are mentally predisposed. And that that's like, that's a, that's a real consciousness. How are you mentally predisposed? Ernest Holmes says, it's not so much what you say, but the mental attitude that you have when you say it. But what is your mental attitude when you say stuff? It's what you believe. It's what you believe. It's how you believe that is your mental attitude. That's what we discern. When you say whatever it is, that's what counts. He says, believe and you, he says, will be made. I didn't changed it in my mind because you are. You're not, there's nothing going to happen to you to make you more whole, more perfect, more complete. Other than you change in your mind, in your awareness. See, if you have the mind of the divine and you are using it in that way, then you're set. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Perfect God, perfect human, perfect being. And the idea here is to conform all statements, everything you say, everything you think to that proposition, that it's all already perfect. Wow. Let that mind be in me that was in the master teacher who knew it was already done. So that's, a drop, that's a mic drop moment, not like I said it, but because it has been said so long ago, and we're acting like we don't get it. We're acting like either it wasn't said or we don't understand it. Here's the, this, this whole idea is that, you know, when we look at the world as it has been, as it unfolds right now, And for many of us, it, it brings sadness. It brings great concern. For others, it activates their spirit of 
of spiritual and social activism, when, when they see how the world is, they see that, that there's a place for them. There's a place for them. They don't feel closed out as much as they see that I got work to do. I got to go. I got to be. I got to have. I got to do. It's because I'm committed to making a difference. I hope that makes sense as I say it like that. Because, well, Stevie Wonder, I think, said it best. Love's in need of love today. Today, the thing that is needed most, I know you want to bring some other stuff to the universal potluck, but what's really needed is love. Send yours in. Doesn't he say it that way? Send yours in what? Right away. Send yours in right away. I know you holding back till it is different, until whatever your requirements are. You're going to love once it gets to be. But Stevie says to you and to me, send yours in right away. Here it is.
stop it, please. <laughs> stop it, please, before it's gone too far. Change your thinking now to change your life before it's gone too far. And you see, this is important because your life is life. There's only one life, and we're all living it. So when any of us shifts in positive, beneficial ways, the planet shifts in positive, beneficial ways. So when we have a community like we have, like we formed here with heart and soul, where our intention is for the greater good, certainly the greater good for, and we don't have to like specify it. It's not the greater good for you and you, but not the rest. You see, there, there's no, there is no separation. The idea very clearly is that there's only one of us. So when one of us makes it, whatever that is, makes the choice for the higher good, the higher good has simply been chosen. And any and all of us can tap into that vibration because it's been established. So this notion of let that mind be in you, <laughs> It's already been established. We all know it exists. Now we can pattern ourselves out of that, into that vibration. Oh, yes. Oh, Lord. So, you know, that's one of the things I, I think I particularly miss. For those of you at home, and thank you for, or wherever you are, uh, thank you for tuning in with us, for being with us on the regular. And I encourage you to invite some other folks, too, because I think this is some good stuff. But, you know, I'm kind of invested, too. But, look, there are just a little handful of folks in the room, five, six, seven, eight, nine, about 10, 11 people right in here. And part of what I miss is part of the way that, that I teach, speak, present is connected. So later, if somebody said, well, what about the one who said, I can tell not who it was necessarily, but I know by location. Because there's energy, there's an energetic field that was over here or over there. And so y'all will see me moving around when there are folks in the room, and it's because I feel different energy in different areas, and I am being responsive to that. Sometimes the energy is very much drawing me in, like closer. And sometimes that's so much. You know, sometimes it's like not. It's like, mm, no, you stay over there. In fact, back up a little bit. And so I just feel all of that. None of it do I take personally. I don't take any of it personally, so I'm not offended and I'm not excited about it. It's just the presencing of, of energy. And, and this is important because, you know, I have shared with you before this map of movements and consciousness. And I, I want us to see it in light of how we are thinking and the choices that we are making. So with this overarching idea of if you change your thinking, you change your life, we can see this because we always start in this. Our movement and consciousness always begins in, the, in this map, in the lower left, from a victim kind of consciousness. It's this notion of something has happened to me, something's been done to me. I am, I am in a limited circumstance energetic, a limited sense of what 
I can do and how I can do it. And so that's that something is happening to me and that something that's happening to me is that I am kind of in this bubble of thinking Lack and limitation, thoughts of lack and limitation. Lack that I don't have the wherewithal, limited that I cannot do, be, or have in the ways that are required in order for me to have a different kind of outcome. So we can see that the moment somebody changes their thinking from that kind of thinking and they let go of any blame and shame and regret, well, first of all, we can immediately see that the posture, at least in my life, my posture shifts. You know what I mean? When I'm feeling like, ooh, I, I didn't want y'all to see that or know that. You know, I'm kind of like, ooh, I'm just trying to shrink enough so you don't really see me. I'm just trying to be more invisible because, you know, I was seen in a light that was not at all flattering. And so now I'm, I'm trying to shrink that. So in that, in that lower left quadrant, I am, I'm turning in on myself on, you know, on a number of different levels. You know, but certainly at the physical level. And when I let go of blame, shame, and regret and all of emotions that that have me feel like you know I just want to tighten up into a little ball and fetal position and be safe like that when when I open up I'm moving into first of all in order to do that I'm taking some dominion just the changing of the thought I've decided I don't have to think that way that's not the only thought I can think I can think about tomorrow if you've been in a depression, in a situation, in a circumstance, there are sometimes that person can't even think about tomorrow. Tomorrow, I'm not sure that it's going to be a tomorrow as bad as today is. Yes, I'm just honoring that our minds can entertain at the, or do entertain at the level of our energy, at the level of our belief system. But if somehow we can change our thinking and we do decide tomorrow could be better, I don't know for sure, but it could be better. That's a level of dominion. And for the one who can say, no, it's definitely going to be better. Tomorrow's going to be better for me, for us, for our family. It's going to be better. You're taking dominion. That's something else that can happen. And then when, when that one who is beginning to see, and not only that, but I can do this, and we'll do that, and can do that, that's taking dominion. But there's a point at which... Dominion is an important aspect of control. You're taking control of your circumstance. But you know, you don't want to just be in control of all of this. You know what I'm saying. You just, you're not that bad. You're bad in a good way. But you're not that bad that you just want to take responsibility for all of it during your waking hours. And if you think you do, check back with me when you change your mind. Because, you, you know, if you're like the other people I know, the maturation process delivers you to a point where you're like, help. <laughs> and we begin to defer to a presence beyond our ten fingers. And what our mind can, or the conjecture, what we can come up with. Yes? Yes. And so when we get to that point, there's, there's a bit of the transcendent self. 
where something else can happen. We're letting go enough so that an energetic presence can fill our beingness in a way. Remember, let that mind be in you. Watch it. We got some modeling going on. It's not the exception. It's the example that the master was. It was He was being the example for all of those stories if we took it out of the sense of the exception. So we just go say, this is this one man who was here, and this is what he did, but don't you even think about trying to do that. Even though the man himself is said to have said, even greater things shall ye do. But you're like, I ain't counting that part. I'm just going to go for the parts that keep me in my place and him and his. Do you, All right, so look. Um, and then, of course, it's, it's in that very surrendered place of life unfolding as me. You know, we often don't even know how we got there or how we decided. We're not even aware that we made a decision, but we're, we are available to divine guidance. So that, well, let me, let me share it this way. So I want to take you to Luke 8. And, uh, ooh, there's a lot that happens in Luke 8, but I'm, tr I'm starting very specifically at verse 22. And in Luke 8 and verse 22, we have where the disciples, uh, the master teacher Yeshua, uh, that the world ultimately came to call Jesus, is uh, saying, well, let's go to the other side of the lake. And it's interesting the way that the, this particular version, which is the Aramaic for English speakers, because um, it, it kind of begins, that story begins, it was on one of those days, or it was on a certain day, or once upon a time, is the equivalent. You know, so it's not setting any particular time and date or season. It's just giving us a story that can be beneficial to us if we know how to accept it. And so it says that, he went up and he sat down on the boat. And I think that that's important because sitting down on the boat, that, there's a certain ease in what I think is being set up here in this particular uh, story. And so he says to them, let's cross over to the other side of the lake. Now, a lake, when we say lake, it, it gives us a, a picture of how much water we're talking about. And very often, you know, if it said creek, we'd know it was even smaller. But we know there are words that enlarge the amount and the spaciousness of the body of water. And so lake is among the smaller. Yes? All right, so we, they're going to cross the lake. But I think it has more to do with the shift from where we are right now, where we're going to be. We's getting ready to go somewhere, disciples. And where we're going is less of a place in a geographical sense than it is in consciousness, in awareness. This is, I'm just working it out. I'm not a theologian, but I'm just telling you kind of what I feel. That they's getting ready to go someplace whether the ship moves, whether the boat moves or not. Okay. So, as they journeyed, the master teacher went on to sleep. Now, I think that's telling too. You understand what I'm saying? Because you're out on the water, and he just, well, you know, I'm going to kick back. Well, that gives you a certain sense of the energetic presence, yes? All right. If you've ever been on a boat, not a ship, but a boat. Here's, they're on a boat. All right. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just wanting to be clear here about what we're dealing with. 
And then it says there was a tempest of wind. Now, in that time, my teacher says that in that time that humans felt that the elements, Emmett Fox is talking about that right now, the sun, and how frightening it really was for people if they didn't have cover from the sun. So they felt like the elements were controlled by either an angelic presence or a demonic presence. So if it was helpful, then it was, oh, that's good. But it's that dualism because it's either good or it's bad. And that could all shift during the conversation. But we as humans often get set up with it's either good or bad. So we got this, this storm supposedly, that's happening. So the elements are expressing on on the lake. And the disciples discern that we are close to sinking. So they're in dire straits. They are in peril. And so you can imagine that they are carrying on. Now, it's kind of written as if they go in and wake him up. But I wouldn't be surprised if he just awakened over all that commotion that was happening. But the point is that he's now that the master teacher is awakened in this. And you know, awakened is coming to. It's always, when one awakens, you come to. This idea of the prodigal son comes to himself. There's an awareness that one is now availing oneself of, yes? And so it says that he awakened in this. And uh, let let me just see where where I am here. So he awakened, and, and they are crying out. And the name that they call him, sometimes in Scripture it says master or, but in, when I was looking at, like the, looking at a Greek translation to English, you need to know for me, that it's saying the adept, whatever the word is, really also translates to the one who helps other people know. So it's, it's. Sometimes it's important to get some of the distinctions, some of the nuances, if you will, about this. And they're saying, we're being destroyed. Don't you care? Because you like sleeping through the, through the whole event. How are you going to do that? Don't you even care about us? Isn't that us? Isn't that how we respond? Re- but wait, let that mind be in you. What if you could just sleep through it. I'm trying. Lord knows I'm trying. What if, what if, just for drill, what if that mind was in you that was in the master teacher and you could have some calm in this too? Y'all, I got to go here. Uh, About 15, almost 20 years ago, a family told me this story about uh, their youngster. They had family come in from another state, and they, you know how you're out in the Bay Area taking them to all the spots. And so they went to uh, Marine World, Marine World, Africa, U.S., so Vallejo area. And it was, if you know, that can be an area that can be windy and all. So anyhow, they're at Africa, uh, at Marine World, Africa, U.S., and the wind is carrying on. And then there, I think there was so much wind that there was like concern about going on the rides or being doing what they had come there to do. So in the party, the youngest one was probably four or five years old. And I'm told that the adults, now this is, I'm, ta- I'm, 
I'm trying to link this to what the, the commotion on the boat. Because you know they weren't just in their meditation thinking, this, this boat's going to go down. You, you know what I mean. So there was like all kind of commotion. Well, likewise, at Marine World Africa USA that day, that day this particular party of folks were really carrying on like, oh, this is, we're going to have to leave and all that. Well, the little one wasn't really having that. They weren't really interested in leaving. And so what I was told was that the little one, because there was nothing to stop the little one, that one didn't have anything keeping them from embracing the mind of the divine. I'm told that that little one stepped right through the group and went right on up there and said, peace be still. (laughs) But these folks didn't laugh because the wind stopped. You know, it doesn't take much to put an impression on my mind. Change, you know, I'll do it with the dog and all of that in the household. You know, there's, there's some things that, that experiences that, that can really feel like, you know, I didn't even remember that for somebody else. But there are those things that change my life. Because I know that that happened. And what I, when I go to kind of decode it, if you will, I know that that little one had nothing between that one and the outcome that they desired. Because it wasn't like they were in the car on their way. They were there, and you talking about leaving before we get to have the whatever? No. No. I'm going to have to step in <laughs> and, and bring some correctness to this. Because what? I'm here, and you're going to take me away from here because of the wind? I was at Bible study that t- at the vacation Bible school or the little Sunday school or wherever it was where I understood that the word peace be still, when you say that, it does something. I'm getting ready to do that. And that was done with the same kind of outcome. I'm trying to tell you when we say let the mind of the divine be in you just like it was expressed in that one, some of us ought to just get busy doing that. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So all that commotion, the disciples are like, oh, don't you care about us? You would just let us die here on the lake like that. And it is said that the master teacher arose and rebuked it. Peace be still, y'all. Calling something else into being. And then, of course, just said, like the little one could have said to all those grown folks, where's your faith? That's what the master, like, where's your faith, y'all? Come on. How you get, and I'm adding, how you get to be the disciples? (laughs) You, you are my, you're not even all the disciples. You, how you get on the boat? If you're not even willing to have enough faith. But you know, there's never a point where he just turned to them and said, Lord, why y'all? I'm putting, you know, I'm trying to make it work for y'all. That's the only reason I'm doing this. So, so they, rather than, oh, it's almost, well, I don't know what they were thinking, but what, what is the words that are put in their mouth is, what, 
matter of man, what manner of man is this? Who he be? Who he be? That he can speak to the wind and the rain and the how is that? But you know, some of us, we can feel it in us, can't we, heart and soulers? We'd be like, show me how to do that. <laughs> how you how you do that? What? What did he do now? He there was two steps and then a you know, some of us would be like, no, I saw him. It was, no, it was the right hand. It wasn't, was it, look, was it both hands or was it, because we don't get this right. We getting ready to even greater things shall ye do. We going to be about that part of it. Yes. I'm trying, I'm trying. Y'all got me working hard today. Come on now. Okay, I got just a little bit more to go. So Matthew 4 and 17, just because I got a tag here. Repent. For the kingdom of heaven, or the day of the Lord, depending upon the translation, is at hand. Now, at hand for me means inseparable. Because when I, you know, at hand, it's just right there. It's not out there somewhere disconnected from me. It is right here, a part of me. But look, I, I, uh, in, um, in school, I studied um, Spanish and French. And so repent for me always meant rethink. Rethink it. But in Greek, it is metanoia, which means to go beyond meta, it, metaphysics, meta this, meta that. It's always beyond. It's more than. That's what meta is. So it's more than. And this idea here is the mind. Pardon me. To go beyond the mind. Go beyond the way you've been thinking. Let the, let the mind that is in the master teacher being you. It's the same idea here. Go beyond where you have been thinking and thus creating, manifesting in your life at that level. Go beyond that. Come to the divine understanding of it. Shift how you think. We must think differently. So change your thinking, change your life is what I've come to say that it all of this, all of this is that message. You see, if we don't, we cannot and will not perceive the truth. See, if you stay as in the fear of the disciples, oh, we're going down. Well, you can't get from going down to peace be still. You, you, the mind is not going to shift in that way. You're going to have to program it. You're going to have to open yourself to the repetitive sense of this is how it works. So we'll instead erroneously label what is happening. So I believe that what is happening was just their experience of going from, uh, none of y'all are believing that you're going to go to your greater good and ain't going to go through nothing. So he said, come on, we're going to go. <laughs> and, you know, if they had really been paying attention, they would have said, oh, Lord, we're getting ready to go through something. You know, I'm going, but I'm aware that in order to get to where we're going, we're going to have to go through something because when has that not been the case? If we go into what, the other side? You'd be like, okay, I'm coming. But, Lord, ooh, I know it's going to be on. What are we going to go through this time? Yes? Some of y'all know that with summer school. You, you know, it doesn't, really doesn't matter what the book is, who's in the little vignettes. 
you know if you get into the deep end of the pool, you going somewhere. And so it is with the, how you hang out with him and not know that if you get on that boat, you're going to come out different than you got on. See, that's my surprise, that they acting like they don't know what they signed up for. So the idea here is that without changing our thinking, without repenting, without going beyond the way we've been seeing it, the way we've been thinking about it, the way we've been living in it, we Without changing it, we keep those labels of what's happening. Oh, I'm ruined now. Oh, it's just, it's all over now. This is the end of everything I dreamed for. You, that's our erroneous thinking, but it's habitual now. Where you get the prognosis or the, the, the conversation and you immediately go to the worst case scenario. And what happens in that is we misperceive our options. So I come in and I say, well, what are you going to do? I can't do nothing. Well, can't nobody do nothing. What, what can we do? They fired me or they told me this was going to be there. They took my key or whatever it is. I'm like, I didn't ask you none of that. What are you knowing about this? I don't want you quoting what they told you. What are you knowing? Because you get to decide what you know about this. Oh, y'all, I don't even have time for the next. Let me just say this. <clears throat> I didn't wore myself out. Look at here. <laughs> Love's in need. Love's in need of love today. let us be loving. That's the song I want you to hear right now. And it's less, it's less about, it's less about the words so much, like it typically is for me. I want you to feel the energy of this. Because in this time, And there's never been a time that this couldn't be said by somebody. You know what I mean? So take me back in time to, you know, two, three generations ago, and I could stand there and say, in this time. And then take me forward to the future, and I could stand there in good faith and say, in this time, because the human experience is transitional, it is expansive. So what? You're invited to get on the boat all the time. You're, in, you're forever, life is inviting you to get on the boat and go to the other side. But now you know that you really need to bring your faith because something else is happening. So look, I want you to feel the energy of let us be loving. Say 
goodbye, goodbye, goodbye to loving. Let us be loving. Let us be loving. Let us be loving. Let us be. Let us be. Side. It don't have to grow. Out into this forest wide, you'll reap just what you sow. Lonely in the jungle deep, a smile won't catch your eyes. So goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. the senior and founding minister of Heart and Soul to speak on Sundays, to teach this upcoming class, to have an integral part in our uh, summer school, uh, which is also a village of folks who are committed to this transfer of learning. And so I'm so grateful to play with folks who are just absolutely amazing on so many levels. This is the way that we love is to give the gift of caring and compassion and information that can change everything. There's something about being aware. I ask you to just join me now in a consciousness and energetic field of a willingness to be aware. It might help to open your palms, you know, have your hand fully open because we know that this, this posture represents an openness, a divine availability, a surrender, if you will. So if you are willing to sit or stand in an open posture to signal to the universe and to your subconscious 
your willingness, your divine availability to, to good and very good, that I ask you to join me in knowing that there is one life, one life that is whole, that is perfect, that is complete, and that this life that is whole, perfect, and complete is the life of the divine, the living one, the strong one, the, I, the mighty I am presence, the, the source of all that is. And I know and I know that I know that I am one in source, that I am one in God, that I am one in the living one, the strong one, the mighty I am presence, and that this is true for each and every one of us. Everyone willing to stand in knowing and believing in oneness. Oneness is true. And yet in order for it to be reflected in our life experience, we got to believe it. We got to believe it. We got to accept it. We got to draw it close. And so this prayer, this treatment is my opportunity to stand in the gap and declare that I believe. Help thou my, my little belief. Help thou my limited belief. Help thou my restricted belief. Help thou my small thinking. I believe. I believe in the divine healing, the health and well-being in the body temple, mental, emotional, physical, spiritual. I believe. I believe in the divine unfoldment of the healing of relationships. I believe. I believe in the, in the presence of an abundance of all things good, the prosperity for each and every one of us that all of our needs are met in God. I believe. I believe and I know that it is done unto me, unto us, as we believe, as I believe. And so I am now believing more than I ever have before in the power of the truth spoken and believed that it absolutely must produce. Not because I said it. I'm not special in that way. I am simply declaring truth. And truth declared clears the way for healing, for divine revelation, for what humanity has called miracles. <clears throat> oh, I just give thanks. I give thanks for the shift in my consciousness. I give thanks that I have made way for the mind of God, the mind of the divine, the mind of love, of all the blessings on blessings to operate in and as me. Oh, it is an absolute perfect gratitude for the divine transformation of my thinking and thus my world and the way that that intersects with Everyone who is likewise 
thinking in larger, more expanded, more healing, more loving, more compassionate, more empathic, more accessible, more inclusive. That where two or more are gathered in agreement as we are, as we have been, as we will be, I just give thanks for the amazing shift experienced in changing our thinking and changing our lives. It is an absolute perfect gratitude that I just let go, that I just let the divine be the divine, that I let source be source, that I let the I, mighty I am presence be. And I release this word into the perfect activity of law, which I know is love. I accept this for me, for all, now and forever. And so it is. Amen. Amen. Love matters.